you're alone. When you feel alone, hazing doesn't work. Hazing, hazing is not. It's just bullying, um, and and you can destroy a person by by doing that. But when you're when you're struggling with other people, you you look to them for support and you find it because you're all going through the same shit, and that's that's what makes you build up better than than you were before. Um, but anyway. Yeah, let me let me bring this back around. RC, how do you plan to haze people into going to therapy? Here are the A Better Way to a podcast. We strive for accuracy and transparency when it comes to the information we put out there. So it surprised us when we got an anonymous email from a listener who referenced a mistake that we made in our July 1st episode with Yellow Peril Tactical. Here's the email from them. To whom it may concern. I have a correction to offer in response to your July 1st episode, episode 7, Yellow Peril Tactical. Near the beginning of the episode, your no doubt handsome but otherwise useless co-host, Andrew, mentioned that he uses a certain drying rack when he washes his athletic clothes and that it was a, quote, habit he picked up from his wife, end quote. Well, I have it on good authority that it is not in fact a habit as much as something he watches his long-suffering wife do every day with no reprieve. I am aware that your show is well regarded for its commitment to nuance and would be remiss if I did not bring this inaccuracy to your attention. Anonymous. So once again, we apologize for this inaccuracy. And Andrew is aware of his mistake and has paid for it dearly. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this PSA and uh, we will let you get back to your show. Our show, the one you're listening to right now. I think both of you have really strong stashes. He's got the whole face. Yeah, true. Oh, he's out. And he's gone. <laughs> Short-lived. Well, he's coming back. I, uh... Yeah, dude, that was really funny that you knew that was Star when, uh... Yeah, I kind of figured... That, yeah, <laughs> we uh we post usually we've been we've been starting to do this. Um, we post that like like five days or so before we have a guest on. Uh, you know what questions do you want to ask the person? And um, one of our followers, Starlet Death, just said no questions, just yes, and uh, copied and pasted that to uh, our boy RC here, and he knew exactly who said it. So. She's the uh, best. Are you gonna? You should have her on. I would love Sorry, to have man. her on. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, I thought my microphone wasn't working, but it was my uh, headphones weren't working. Oh, you didn't just like have your computer volume down like I've done in the past. <laughs> or, uh, I can't hear you or me. Oh, wait, you you double checked. We're not uh, recording on your laptop microphone. Uh, yes. Oh, I've I've definitely sure. done that before, and the audio sounds all way <laughs> messed well, up. Thankfully, people can tell usually when I'm recording on my laptop microphone because it sounds like like I'm recording in a, a plastic bag. But yeah, this is this is much better. Andrew, I was oh, uh, what do you want us to call you, man? Do you just want us to address you by RC? Yeah, people RC like is the easiest. Right. Yep. All right, that's cool. cool. 
At least that's a cool couple letters, like a like a nickname. Oh, it's not like my dad always wanted to make like he wanted to give me my nickname of of my first middle initial, which was JT. And I was like, I just I sound like a shitty like '90s cop action like protagonist, but not the main character. You know, like the one who gets shot like 30 minutes from the end of the movie that that encourages. JT, no. no! And then, like they, I'll you know, get you guys for killing my friend JT. <laughs> right as you think that, right as you think the the protagonist is down and out, and like you know, he needs the motivation to to get that extra boost of fight in his in his spirit. And JT is like, finish it for me, RC. <laughs> I love it. I love I, it. I would. You guys ever think like, what are what would be your last words like when you're dying? Have you ever thought like, what what shit would make make a make a make like make an impact or or just what you'd want to say andrew you're muted oh i'd, I'd probably say i pooped <laughs> i am or i am pooping right now and then i would die would you make a face while you were doing it like this <laughs> just so they know it's not my bowels like loosening as i die in, in the natural process but that i am actually forcing out a poop as my final act i'm choosing this <laughs> i feel like the thoughts that come to mind probably are not very rc-esque so i will pass on that question oh god <laughs> all right no, no, not on brand last dying words not on brand for rc not no, on brand not at all that's uh that's awesome that gives me hope though that it's that it's something fantastic or i mean i don't know maybe you know we don't know you maybe you got some weird skeletons in your closet Nah, it'd be i feel like it'd be very like south park-esque yes it's not like hide the keys to the to the basement storage delete my history. room yeah, everyone's. Not, you don't have to say "delete my history" for for. Listen, if you're there with somebody who's close enough to you, they know to delete your your browser history. For sure. I feel like uh, radical is calm would be like, "Don't forget to love each other." See, there you go. See, that's the that's the on brand one that we'll yes. go. Don't forget to love yes. each other. Kind. <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your family. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, we're uh, we're here with uh, Radical is Calm uh, on the uh, A Better Way to A podcast. He has an Instagram page. It's called Radical is Calm. Go follow And a it. website of the same name. And a website of the same name where you can buy super cool stuff. I'm wearing one of his shirts right now. It's uh, some wolves, and it says, Moon's Out, Goon's Out. It's a uh, throwback to the old 90s wolves looking up at the moon howling shirts, but way better. Way better. Way I also better. have a uh, shirt that and says- And uh, I happen to be wearing a, a Better Way to a shirt. Peaceful, oh, not harmless. We're all repping today. Fresh. Super fresh. This is not a uh, advertisement for either one of those, but you should absolutely go buy his shirts. Yeah, um, absolutely. Also his patches, if he has any patches left, because they're awesome. I have like four of them. Oh yeah, there's a few. There's still a few. But- so yeah, radical. Do you, do you still sell the uh, Game Boy patches? Are you are you still are sold out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, Those good awesome. question. Um, there is a V two coming out that like the rocket. <laughs> no, sorry. Like, no, like a version two. Come on, yeah. you know what he means. Version I'm two. Sorry. So version two coming out. He's goofing. Big new boot goofing. Uh, new new boot patch goofing. goofing. <laughs> new boot goofing. <laughs> uh, 
V2 is supposed to, I, I thought I would have had it by now. Um, still waiting for those to come back. So maybe like August, September timeframe. But yeah, there, there will be a second version. So let me ask you this before we nice. get really into the in-depth here. Um, are you feeling uh, send it or send to yourself right now? Like what's, what's your kind of zone? Dang, someone did their research. Um, Dude, Andrew's the king of research. I love it, man. That's he shows also, his work before, Yeah. Before I answer that, I think that's the hard part, at least so far with, I mean, I love all my guests. They're all people that I follow. Um, but I think we'll start to have new guests on the show that maybe don't follow me back, right? Because I feel like so far it's been homies or homie adjacent, if you will. Um, but it's kind of hard to do research on at least the people that I've had on my podcast because they're mostly Instagram pages. So it's not like, like like with some of your guests, right? They're, especially with episode one, um, sorry if I forget the name, but like reporter guy, awesome reporter guy. Yeah, There's a lot of research. Yeah, he's there a cool you guy. You could do a lot of research on that guy and, and find out a lot versus I feel like some of the goons, like literal goons I've had on my podcast. Uh, it's hard to do research. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, here's your Instagram page. This is what <laughs> yeah. you like. Well, and it's like the when it's like somebody's like sort of like personal kind of goofing Instagram page as opposed to like a brand or like a celebrity, right? The the line between research and uh, cyber stalking gets a little bit blurry. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> I mean, um, but what is cyber stalking but research? Yeah, it's, it's a kind of research. It is. I mean, you know, I think the goal of the research is what determines whether it's stalking or research. Yeah, so for this, it's, yeah. it's not cyber-stalking, it's research. Um, but anyway, to answer your question... <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we'll get to the I just answers. want to be clear, I'm not stalking anybody. Yeah, it's all good, it's, it's for business purposes. Um, for I'm going to say, reason. send it. Send it, yeah. yeah. Sending it? Yeah, I'm sending it. I feel like I'm stuck on send it. Lately. All gas, no breaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's tough, man. When you have a, that, that first kid stuff just uh there's no there's no time to like stop and like reflect it's just like all just go 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 do you find andrew that you uh have a now that your kid is of age to where he's talking and walking and things like that do you look back on the time frame when your kid was the age that my kid is now and realize like that you were a husk of your former self back then or do you do you look because uh, sometimes I feel like a ghost. I feel like I'm like you, hovering so outside my is, body, just performing acts yeah, to no, keep I know this exactly child alive. I know exactly what you're talking about. RC, do you, do you have kids, or have you have you ever like? I see the confused look on his face, and I'm kids. like, God, I wish I had okay. that still. So <laughs> no, we're gonna be so we're gonna be talking a little bit about mental health, and um, I really want your perspective on this. Um, uh, Jordan and I are both new dads. What Jordan is talking about is. Uh, Parenting comes with with this loss of identity, uh, and I had never experienced some like an ego death like this before. I had never, I've never been through anything like this. And my kid, I'm not ragging on my kid at all. Um, no, you know he's a very high energy, demanding kid, but he's not like he's you know he's like a perfect sweet angel, and I love him so much. But you know, it's like um, you just. Uh, you can't be you. You don't have time to be yourself and go do things that you like to do. You don't really have a lot of time to, to be romantic with your partner anymore. All of these things that you thought were like defining characteristics of your life are like out the window, at least for like a few years. Right. Um, and that feeling is going to get worse. 
that you're talking about, <laughs> you know, oh, you're, fantastic. it's not going to go away. Um, it's going to get worse. Um, and you're just going to get used to it and you're going to have to find like a new way to sort of like de- define your life and your experience. I'm and I'm working on that. I'm not exactly there yet. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's preface this by, by kind of talking about RC or, or if you want to talk about for a second, um, what radical is calm is what it's about. Um, and and you know why you're here on this earth? That would be awesome because I think that would give some context to to that deep hole we just dove into right there. <laughs> kind of the the quick synopsis that I always give, which is kind of the whole mission statement on the website, right? It's it's light and dark, sun and moon, right? Radical is calm. Without one, the other does not exist. So radical is calm is all about opposites, right? Because we need the scent the send it and center yourself, right? We need, it's the yin and the yang. We need both parts in order to exist because if we're hundred percent sending it all the time, we'll burn ourselves out, right? If you're hundred percent centering yourself, I don't know what that looks like because I've never done that. I'm not a monk, right? <laughs> so, well, but I think you said it right. Like that's, it's like monk stuff. That's like uh, total uh, absorption in, in your inner processes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and you go on the website, you'll see like every radical action needs an equally calm reaction. So my whole point with starting RC at the end of 2020 was to show, well, really to find like a different angle in the 2A space, right? Because at that time, I didn't realize that there were so many brands. And then I quickly found out there were, I was like, oh, I'm going to kill it. Because uh, I have some sort of a merch background, which I've alluded to in, in various conversations. Um, I know how much things should cost. Uh, there's no brands. It's only Kilo and Warm Fuzzy and Circuit Craft, like a sub def. I'm going to yep. kill it. And then you quickly realize there's so many other brands, right? Uh, but the whole kind of light and dark, all these opposites was really just a way for me to try to differentiate myself from everyone else because, and I, I know there are other sort of mental health related to a brands in the space. I personally don't follow them. And some of the, I don't follow a lot of brands or gun influencers on Instagram because I don't care what they're doing not to be rude but I just don't want <laughs> I, I don't want their content to yeah, influence I don't want to be rude but you just don't matter to me man no <laughs> you just don't matter no um, no you don't want you don't want their content to inform the kind of things that you're talking about on your brand exactly exactly um, but I really wanted to so I went to this explanation is going to go all over the place uh, but I went to school for psychology I originally wanted to be like a therapist uh, there's a couple of psychotherapists in my family. That's what I thought I wanted to do. I loved it, but then I forgot. You know, I shouldn't say I forgot. By the time I was done with college, I realized I didn't want to do more school. So <laughs> I was like, shit. Uh, yeah, that's not the, the thing for me. Um, but getting into the two-way space, right? There's all these tactical operators, wannabe operators, Lucas from T-Rex Arms, Grantham folks. And that's not me, right? Because... I've only been in the space for like three or four years ish. Right. So I'm still re- a relative beginner. I don't have that tactical knowledge. So how could I set myself apart? I could start talking about mental health because at that time, and I still think it's true. A lot of the conversation around mental health in our space is suicide, right? Someone killed themselves from PTSD. And that's really it. There's not a lot of the, preventative conversations. It's a lot of reactive conversations. So I've always, I think, wanted to find an avenue to kind of 
I don't want to say preach, but kind of spread that mental health message to be able to make it cool for guys to talk about mental health and gals, of course, but coming from a male perspective, right? Growing up, I know I didn't share my feelings that much. Um, I went through a lot of things that I want to make normal for guys to talk about, right? Like if you listen to the Starlet Death episode, we talk about our experiences with sexual assault. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, And that was crazy because I've never really talked about that aside from like very close, like my girlfriend's. I don't have multiple girlfriends. I'm saying just past relationships. <laughs> uh, my fiance would kill me if I had multiple girlfriends. Um, but like my family doesn't even know about that. Well, my mom does. Um, but that's really been the goal with Mental Monday, which every Monday I post like a different mental health message. That's the goal with the podcast is to show that, you know, yeah, you're a gun guy, right? Or a gun gal, but there's more interest. There's a person behind the brand. There's a person behind that page. Right. And they've been through any number of experiences that you may not necessarily know just by looking at their cool gun picture of their AK or their plate carrier or the drills that they're running. Right. So I want to give a voice to content creators, two way brands, whatever it may be, to show that, hey, like these people go through stuff just like I do. Um, it can be cool to talk about mental health. It can be normal to talk about mental health. And mixing in some fun streetwear inspired, surf inspired, two way inspired merch along the way, which I need to be better about promoting because um, I feel like that's kind of taken a backseat to the podcast, but that's fine because I really enjoy the podcast. So that was kind of a Absolutely. long roundabout answer to say mental health related, firearms related, streetwear related, um, check on your homies related stuff. <laughs> check that's on awesome, homies, man. kiss them goodnight. Yeah, always kiss the homies goodnight. Homie kisses. <laughs> That's cool, man. So, like, so you can go, Andrew. So did you, um, so you mentioned something like a merchandising background, but it, it sounds like you also uh, have, a, have a background in, um, um, it sounds like you're, you're, you're fairly experienced with the, with the process of, of, of like therapy and, you know, the, the language that you use in therapy. I don't know if, I don't know if you, you are a therapist or you've just gone to therapy a lot, but like, you know, it it sounds like that's, that's something that's very important to you. Did that come before, uh, being also in the, uh, the, the 2A, like sort of like Gunstagram space or, you know, were these things like unrelated? Yeah, it definitely came before. So both my mom and my grandmother, so my mom's mom, they're both psychotherapists. So, not my entire, well, yeah, at some point, both of them became therapists. I, that wasn't their original profession, right? So I've definitely grown up with that whole mental health, talk about your feelings mindset, even though I, well, even though I didn't always adopt that, right? Because growing up with your mom being a therapist, she's always going to, oh yeah, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, psychoanalyze whatever you're doing which at some point yeah, it becomes create... sort of like second nature. Like they can't help it sometimes. Exactly. So I've definitely grown up in that. And I think that's also why I originally wanted to be like a therapist. Cause I saw how much good my mom was doing. Um, but again, I just didn't want to go back to school. So I still don't want to yeah, go back I to get school. That. School sucks. Yeah. School <laughs> sucks. Um, but yeah, I've, I've also been to therapy. I talk about it a lot with my friend killing himself when I was in college. That was like the kind of big, impetus to say like, dude, you've had so much stuff happen in your life that you have not addressed. You should probably use this to go to therapy. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah, currently in therapy. I, I think about it just as 
some other things have come up and realizing I probably haven't worked through certain life events as I thought I have. Well, but it's, it's a bit like a, a skill that you, you learn in therapy, right? Or it's like, just like in school, you're not just learning, like, you know, you're not just like memorizing facts, right? You're learning how to learn more, you know, in, in therapy, at least with my experience, it's, um, a lot of these processes are teaching you how to later on by yourself, you know, go back over, you know, um, be, be more introspective and, and, you know, process your feelings on your own, like before it's a crisis. Um, yeah. so you, you learn these things in therapy and you can apply them later. And so it's not that you don't need to go back to therapy, but you know, you could, you could end up in a, in a situation where, you know, you're, you're only going back, um, you know, for specific things as opposed to like weekly maintenance. Exactly. Yeah. I like thinking of therapy as, as a way to, uh, like when you're learning, you're learning a skill, you learn, uh, like an adaptive skill, something like, um, like medical, uh, like a medical skill. If you go to your EMT class or you go to wilderness first aid or something like that, you learn how to analyze a situation and how to act appropriately. But even though you've learned how to do that and have been practicing it for a couple of years, new information comes out, things change. Um, you know, if you learned CPR 10 years ago, it's going to be different than the CPR you learn now. If you learned it five years ago, it's going to be different than the CPR you learn now. And same thing goes with mental health and same thing goes with therapy. If you, uh, I, this is, I'm in therapy right now and it's, it's my second go of it over the last 10 years. Um, I went for probably three or four years straight. I kind of hit a plateau and I felt like it was okay for me to pull out using the, the skills that I had learned and I did well for a while. And then, you know, a whole bunch of new stuff happens and all of a sudden it's, it's like, all right, maybe, maybe we should revisit this. And even though you're still using the skills that you learned from the first time around, it's, it's new things are out there. Plus it's great to hear somebody else's perspective who has no stake in your life and, um, can give their two cents unbiased. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. I think it's, I think it's definitely something to go back to, um, cause, cause you could benefit from it from, from multiple multiple experiences with it. It's not something that you just do it once and you're good for life. Yeah. It's an ongoing thing. Um, I just think with how my inherent people pleasing nature is, I always feel bad when I like have to not have to cancel, but I decide to stop therapy or stop whatever venture oh, like it is. You're letting your therapist down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. clearly something I, I have to work on. <laughs> Maybe you should ask your therapist about that. Oh, good one. That wasn't a joke, man. Got him. <laughs> no, damn. seriously, though. So so this is very cool because I feel like, you know, it, having grown up in that environment and having that language, um, you know, at, at your disposal uh, and having like sort of a better understanding of these of these uh, of these processes, I think it's very helpful going into the uh, the, the the gun community. Because there's a lot of, I, I mean, I, this may or may not be controversial for, for depending on who's listening. But there's a lot of toxic masculinity in the gun uh, culture as a whole. And um, people just really resist this idea that, you know, you, you can be, you can have like a sickness in, in your mind, in your soul, uh, and, and you need to like get treatment for it. Um, a lot of people view this sort of like... Um, uh, gun wielding tough guy persona as this like ironclad, like 
no, I don't need to address my feelings. No, I don't need to, I don't need to do this like inner work, you know, because, because I'm tough because I'm hard, you know, and I, and I, I deal with external threats only. Um, and that's, you know, that's how people end up killing themselves. And that's, it's like you said, that's, that's the bulk of the, uh, the help that gun people can get is like, you're thinking about killing yourself or someone, you know, has killed yourself, you know, here's some resources, but that's so far down the line. And there's just, it really does seem like there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of resources and there's not a lot of, um, community available for people that are, that are sort of on the other end of that, that are just like starting to struggle and looking, you know, for, for somebody to talk to or looking for some way to, to sort of express themselves and what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the goal. Um, because I think if we're just looking at it from a gun perspective, right, if you want to be the best operator, right, you have to go to all these different classes. And it's not just shooting related, right? There's the medical, there's the land nav, there's comms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So if we're taking that lens, that's all therapy is. That's all, you know, if you go, if you read, if you go to professional development workshops, whatever it may be, right? That's, it's all this is. It's just another way of learning and bettering yourself is is really it right and i think just with that's probably been the most if we're talking earlier before you hopped on andrew was that um shit now i just lost my train of thought what were we talking about we were talking about work and (laughs) fulfillment and and all that sort of stuff i think for me that's probably been the most fulfilling aspect of starting rc and continuing rc is just that whether it's a podcast episode a mental monday post to have now I kind of I have a certain group of folks who who will talk about mental health with me which is fun um but it's always fun to see and fulfilling to see I won't say a random follower but just maybe someone I don't engage with that much to message me and say hey like I've dealt with that struggle too or that podcast episode with whoever it may be really opened up my perspective because traditionally I thought this and I hadn't considered that viewpoint so for me, that's been the most fulfilling part of, of RC and doing these these conversations and things like that is to ha- to know, like, okay, we are kind of opening our mind to things. Because again, if you're not in the community, I think it's very easy to see the two-way space as that very alpha, toxic, masculinity sort of person that, like you said, doesn't address their feelings, that has a very you know, kind of stagnant mindset is not open to changing their viewpoints. But, you know, as you, you all have found with, with your page and your brand, as I found with my page and my brand, the Starlet Death, right? All these different people have found that there are people in this space who want to open their mind, who want to learn more, who want to better themselves, which is and encouraging for me to, share, to see. You know? Yeah, who want to share. Yeah. And I think that's the the important thing that, that uh, really comes from your page and pages like yours, but um, yours, yours specifically because you're on our podcast. Um, and, uh, that, that, um, I think a lot comes from the normalization of mental health issues and talking about mental health specifically sharing, sharing your own issues and, and your own struggles with other people, because they're, you know, as Andrew mentioned and, and, and you as well, there's this, there's this culture of toxic masculinity in the gun space and what comes with toxic masculinity is the inability to talk about our emotions and the things that upset us and where does that go when uh you know when when we don't do that um into a you know 40 percent spousal abuse rate of police departments um that uh you know that 
that why it's why it's so important because you know you you keeping yourself healthy mentally is what keeps you from from acting uh externally in in a in a in a violent or negative manner i mean that's such a good point that's and i and i think pages like yours really do a good job of normalizing that because um even you know even uh as you were saying um trying to be preventative and things things like that there are even even now with as much as we know um i laugh about this because you know as a vet we we for, always champion this this talking point of 22 vets a day kill themselves um and you know we videotape ourselves doing push-ups 22 push-ups and it's for the vets it's for the ones that killed themselves but they don't we're not doing anything before they kill themselves we're doing push-ups 22 push-ups a day and you know wearing nine line apparel t-shirts that that say 22 22 a day so that somebody buys us a drink at a bar but that doesn't do anything to prevent it from happening and a lot of people put stake on the government and you know the VA and and all these these external factors to take care of us to take care of uh, our mental health when in reality you know we just we need to be more proactive about it we need to this this isn't just the the veteran space this is the 2A space and in, in general and i think um you know it's it's it might just be the tip of the iceberg to start talking about it in the gun space but uh, I think the fact that you have people messaging you and, and reaching out to you and, and, and sharing their stuff with you, um, people you've never met before, um, shows that it's it's working and shows that it's something that we need to do more. Um, so I think you do a good you do a good job of that. And it's and it's nice. I like the way that you do the mental health Mondays because it's I think people have a tough time with like a clinical atmosphere because everyone has this idea that you know, I'm gonna go get my head shrunk. I'm gonna go sit in an office, lay in this chair, um, and and it's it's like I see in the movies. And people, I think, feel a certain way about that. Or or you know, going to the white office with, with a doctor in the lab coat and things like that. Um, and they don't really think about how helpful mental health, um, how how helpful it can be to just talk with your homies, like talk talk with your friend, talk with your family members and stuff like that. And you normalize it to the point where it's just a regular conversation. Like we have three dudes here talking on a podcast about how we, we either are in or went to therapy, like just random, like just three dudes, you know, and, and therapy is like, yeah, I went to the bar last Monday right after I went to my therapy <laughs> kind of thing. And it's just, it's normal. And, and I think we need more of that. And yeah, hell uh, yeah, long way of me saying that I appreciate what you're doing. And I think you're, you're doing what, uh, what more people need to be doing for sure. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate that you appreciate what I'm doing because sometimes, and I just talked about it'll, I think I talked about it on a recent episode, probably come out with, with David True's episode as well, is that whenever you start an Instagram page or have an Instagram page, right, you, you're very concerned about likes to some degree. And I've, I definitely have to get, I've had to get out of my head about, the lack of likes or lack of engagement on things relative to my follower count, right? Because when I first started the page, I thought when I'd get to a thousand, two thousand, whatever it may be, I'd be getting hundreds of likes. And the likes have kind of stayed relatively the same, but the mindset for me has had to shift to, all right, if people are reaching out personally, you know, through the DMs and saying, you know, hey, this message or that podcast really resonated with me, that's more important than the likes. Right. So that's, yeah. I feel like I've had to, to shift my mindset in that way. 
Um, and I think it's interesting too, so just something I want to bring up. So you were saying, right, with mental health, wanting to be proactive, all that sort of stuff, right? We can't just rely on the government or whatever to, you know, whatever top level organization, we can't rely on them for, for this change to happen. So I, I also see that too with like fraternity life in, in hazing, right? So controversial or not, right? So when I was in college, I was in a fraternity and I remember my dad was so against it. He's like, that. all you're going to do is party. You're going to get hazed, right? That's not, you know, <laughs> right? That's not what I wanted for my son, especially because I had a cousin who was in a fraternity or in an organization like that, that they didn't really do much. They just kind of drank a shit ton and he got fucking hazed, like real bad. Um, and not to say that that doesn't happen nationally in the organization that I'm a part of, right? It does. It didn't happen at my local chapter. Um, and it was really like the best leadership development experience I had, right? Like, I don't think I would have had some of these managerial roles in my professional career as early as I have if I didn't have that fraternity experience, right? But the reason why I bring this up is because I'm back involved with my local chapter. I'm like one of their advisors and whatnot, but we always have this conversation around hazing, right? And the media, good, bad, or indifferent, always blames Greek life for hazing, right? Greek life is the worst. They're the hate. Yet we forget to maybe not forget, we just choose to ignore the fact that hazing didn't start in Greek life. Kids, yeah. in, <laughs> right, right? Like, it happens in professional sports. We hear about it all the time, right? Richie Incognito, who was on the Dolphins before, who just retired from the Raiders. There was that big hazing scandal with him back in, like, the mid-2000s, maybe early teens. Hazing happens in high school. It happens in middle school, whether it's band, whether it's sports, whether it's you know, whatever club organization it is, yet we want to scapegoat Greek life and ignore all the good things that's done and ignore the fact that there's numerous politicians, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Celebrities, whatever, who've been in Greek life, right? George W. Bush, hate him or love him, wasn't Greek life. I was going to say, if you're trying to make an argument that Greek life is great, I would not call, I would not mention the politicians that have been in it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, but... Yeah, no. He said, he said from the perspective of like the people that are like demonizing uh, um, uh, fraternities, that that people that they do not uh, yeah they don't realize that. that do come from that environment exactly. And yeah, exactly. you know hazing hazing is you know you talk about like hazing in early childhood before uh, before um, uh, college, but you know let's talk about let's just briefly touch on uh, hazing as a historical way of uh, destroying individuality and uh, you know, I ensuring uh, compliance, you know, that's, it's, 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 uh, it's as old as like organized militaries. Um, you know, you, you can read accounts of, of, you know, in, in, in a historical sense, sometimes people talk about hazing differently because it's, it's not, um, you know, something that we're, that we're dealing with right now, but, um, you, you know, there's, 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 there's accounts of this sort of thing happening, you know, all throughout history. It's not new. They have higher um, It happens people professionally with their... too. And it's, it's treated differently. It's like, you know, the, the people, the, you know, the, the stuff like Navy SEALs go through or whatever. Um, you know, and there's, there's just like a lot of different contexts for it. And, and I, I feel like, um, Associating it entirely with with fraternities is a bit is a bit juvenile. Um, I, I'm not a fraternity guy, but but I think I, you know I, I agree with what you're saying, and I, I just want to take it a step further that it's just um, you know it's it's 
it's something that's, that's that's been out there for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was really my point, and kind of just relating it to the two A space, right? Every time a shooting happens, right, the space gets demonized and villainized. But again, we're not talking about the lack of mental health and all that. I'm not here to talk about gun, gun control and what should or shouldn't happen. I'm just saying again, it's if we're relating hazing and being in Greek life being blamed for that, I feel like with the two A space, every time there's a shooting, our space gets blamed for that. Yet we're not talking about some of the deeper seated issues with that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And we've we've definitely touched on this before on the podcast about um, you know the the sort of the the really lack of the real lack of uh, support and understanding for for young men um, you know in in this patriarchal society uh, and and the way that that drives people just insane. Yeah. Absolutely. There's there's a uh, large disconnect between. I, I mean, it keeps coming back. I hate harping on this topic, but it keeps coming back to the 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 fact that we are saturated with toxically masculine men. Um, and I and I we use yeah. that term, and, and it sounds that's super. Not, that's not exclusive to the gun community. No, that's that's a, that's a societal problem. Yeah. that's just sort of focused. It's it's sort of like in focus in the gun community. And it sounds cringy. Like I hate the term toxic masculinity because of the people who t- typically use the term toxic masculinity. And here I am using it. Um, but it, but it does actually mean a thing. And, and yeah, it is real. Just is, because is the, somebody is saying it like, like this and, and, you know, like making fun of the people, it doesn't mean that it means anything less, uh, to the people having to deal with it. And, um, hazing, hazing being part of that, uh, you know, like, like Andrew was saying, it has, it has its it, it's not just greek life it's it's every uh i wouldn't won't even say male dominated uh group because it happens with with women also and uh i would say in some situations worse um how they, how they treat each other it's it's uh you know talk to talk to people in sororities talk to female members of the military i mean it's 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 not great and um I, I do think it's something that definitely contributes to the way that we see ourselves and handle ourselves later on in life also. But um, that being said, you know, as somebody who has experienced it in, in my own way, um, there are also benefits if done properly, well, but that's well, a, right. And that was kind of what I was getting at without, I was trying to find a way to say it without sounding like I was on some supporting shit. it or supporting yeah. bullying or something like that. And well, but there's so, a difference so, between, you, you yeah. want to, in an organization, you want to sort of, you want to, to a certain extent, uh, remove somebody's impulse or at least sort of suppress someone's impulse to individuality and then kind of reconstruct this, this, uh, this, um, uh, community. You want, you want to build them back up as a part of the whole, right? That's what Correct. they do in the military. That's what, you know, any close to that organization will do, but it has to be done responsibly. Right. Um, and I, I don't know if, I, it sounds like you, RC, you didn't go through much of a hazing process, but it sounds like they were still able to, um, you know, get you loyal to this, this organization without really traumatizing you. Exactly. And yeah, and that's, think, that's the goal, right? Yeah. I think that's what we're all trying to say is, but that's also the hard part. While that's the goal, that's the hard part because if you've been hazed, it's very easy to say, now I want to put you through that, but then it's always going to increase, right? With each generation, right? With each class, whatever yeah. you want to call it. We want to up the ante. We want to up the ante. So how do you set a 
responsible process and how do you stick to that process and how do you guarantee your organization sticks to that process through the course of time to ensure that it doesn't get out of hand, right? We're Yeah, so that at the yeah. end of it, you don't have a bunch of guys looking for revenge on the next group of people that are dumb enough to join your organization. Well, or, I mean, you know, we had people trying to kill themselves in boot camp in the in the Marines. You know, it, it's just, at that point, it has a lot to do with the fact that you have a, a, a people who probably shouldn't be in the organization going in, and we always say that in any group of large, a large group of people, there's always that 10% rule of people who don't belong there, who shouldn't be there, and things like that, and... Um, and, and there are person, I, I'll, I'll be the first to say, I did not have the personality to do well in the military. Um, I, it was, it was something that I'm glad shocking I did, but revelation. I'm shocking. Yeah. Well, it was not shocking. Um, <laughs> it was shocking like the day of, and then I was like, Oh my God. Um, but you know, it, did my time got out. It's something I'm glad I did. I'm, but it was something that I was happier to be done with. Um, and, uh, but, but that's exactly it. You know, there the the military i would say is is one of the well and i'll say specifically the marine corps because that's my only experience um is is one of the organizations that i think more times than not gets it right um in the sense that their goal is to build you up feeling better than you ever have and uh, people can call it brainwashing people can call it, and it absolutely is <laughs> um you know it, it absolutely is a form of brainwashing but it's it is to serve a purpose and, and in the same way that you in a fraternity think that your fraternity is better than all other fraternities for whatever reasons you believe um you know that's their job and, and to make you believe that that your military is better than all other militaries and that you are better than anyone who hasn't done what you've done and things like that and and the struggle that you've gone through is incomparable to to anyone else and it it does the, the they do these things to to build a foundation for um this new set of beliefs that that make you uh almost feel stronger than than you did when you first when you first started and you absolutely do um you know i i remember bawling my eyes out when i got my ecoglobe and anchor when i graduated and you know you're you're done done with the crucible you're done with all the bullshit and you get it and now you have your final week essentially where you're just you know you're or a couple days where you're just going through the motions and um to people who have never been in the military um greek life is probably very similar to that where you know you're you're no longer rushing is that what it is pledging yeah so rushing is like when you're yeah yeah pledging pledging when you're doing it oh, okay yeah before you're a real um, member okay okay cool um you know, when you get when you get made, it's got to be like, OK, shit, especially to the degree of some some of these people who, you know, where it is, it is hard to get into to some of these fraternities and, um, you know, realizing what you have with with that, uh, the brotherhood that or, or or sisterhood that you have with those people and the people who came before you. And, and like you said, you know, presidents, celebrities, uh, executives, I mean, who who were in that house before you and where they are now. And, and it's like, it's like you're part of a legacy. So, uh, I, I definitely, I would say that is the, whether, whether it comes from hazing or, or just camaraderie that is, that is, um, sown through shared hardships, which I think is the point of hazing, uh, when done properly. 
Um, right. I think that's that's the idea behind yeah. it when it's done competently. But some people just obviously, if you have a sociopath as the as the right. one that's doing it, and, and <laughs> well, that's, you know that that sort of institutional sickness, right? Where it's exactly. like, you know, you don't have somebody approaching it from this perspective of 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 building community. You've got somebody who just wants to like take out their anger on somebody. Exactly. And I think that has a lot to do with it when it's when it's on somebody versus a group of people. When you have a group of people picking yeah, on sure. one person versus one person uh, instructing a group of people to do the same thing um, or a group of people instructing a group of people to do the same thing, it's much different because when you're alone, when you feel alone, hazing doesn't work. Hazing hazing is not. It's just bullying. Um, yeah. and, and you can destroy a person by, by doing that. But when you're when you're struggling with other people, you you look to them for support and you find it because you're all going through the same shit, and that's that's what makes you build up better than than you were before. Um, but anyway, yeah, let me let me bring this back around. RC, how do you plan to haze people into going to therapy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so basically, what I'm going to do is anytime someone. Uh, DMs me right that they have gone through that struggle. I'm just going to DM them back and, and repeatedly bring it that struggle back up to them, right? And tell them that they're a piece of shit for continuing to not go to therapy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just kidding, not on brand, not on brand. No, what I'm going to do oh. is just repeatedly tell them I love them and I'm here for them, and that's that's going to be it's going to be a love hazing, right. You got love hazing. That's right. <laughs> nice. Well, nice. and and because because really it it seems like your goal is to uh, whether or not you feel like it's it's like as successful as quickly as you thought it would be. It seems like from what you're saying, your goal is to create a community of like mutual support and like you know like emotional connectivity. Oh yeah, that's definitely the goal. Um, yeah, that's the goal. I think and. Agro the creator, oh shit, which actually reminds me, I need to call him back. He's been calling me, trying to check in on me. Hey, call him back, bud. Yeah, sorry, bud. Uh, he he did a cool thing where he, he created a Discord server for people to come on and connect and kind of just talk about whatever challenges they're going through. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do that myself just because he already has that's a that lot of energy. Yeah, it's a lot of energy, that's too. a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but that's really it. The, the goal of the page is to create a space for whether you're just checking in every Monday to see what the mental Monday post is, or you're listening every other week on the podcast, right? Just the goal is to have a space to talk about, you know, to have a space in a community to talk about mental health uh, and have firearms kind of be the icebreaker to that, right? Hey everyone, this is an ad for our Patreon, so if you don't feel like listening to it, feel free to fast forward about a minute. But if you like what we do and want to support us, then listen in. Don't you wish every commercial came with that little blurb? So if you're new to the neighborhood, Patreon is a website that allows us to funnel our desire to make this podcast into a shameless cash grab. Kidding. But really, it's just a way for you guys to show us that you support us, that you like what we're doing, you like what we're about, you want us to do more, expand, do bigger and better things like take over Tesla and SpaceX and kidnap Elon Musk. Whatever. The details don't matter. But... In return for your support, we have multiple tiers available with some sweet perks ranging from stickers to discount codes to shirts and a lot of other things that are exclusive only to our Patreon. Your contributions will help us offset some of the costs of running this podcast, as well as keeping me fully stocked with spiked coffee beverages for those late night recording sessions and fueling Andrew's unhealthy thirst for revenge against Wooby's shoes 
He's building a mech robot in his garage. It's a little weird. I think he's planning to do something strange with it. But anyway, if any of this tickles your fancy, then please go to the link in our Instagram bio or patreon.com slash a better way to a to check it out or don't. But it would be cooler if you did. Anyway, back to the show. Enjoy. Yeah, man. Yeah, because I feel like some of these pages, it's like there's a lot of pages that are like guns up front, right? It's like, obviously, we're all gun people. We all know about guns. We all like to talk about guns. But then it's like, you got like a thousand pages that are like, this is a gun page. Like, okay, well, what else, right? So I think it's a real, it's a good, it's a good approach to be like, you know, this is a page that primarily serves the gun community, but what we're talking about is not necessarily just guns. Right, which I think is also what you're doing with A Better Way 2A, right? Here's guns, and we like guns, and here's a lot of gun-related merchandise sorry etsy uh but we're also talking about <laughs> Ooh, etsy sucks now <laughs> we hate etsy um we all the, hate etsy. The, yeah we all hate etsy but you're also talking about different social issues i feel like you guys comment on a lot of great things and provide a great perspective and also just creating a safe space for folks who may not traditionally be interested in firearms right lgbtq communities uh, minorities, et cetera, et cetera, which I really appreciate about your page. Um, so I didn't think there was one. I didn't think there was a page like that that existed before I followed the better way to a, um, which is really cool. There you go, Jordan. You're doing the good work. Thanks, man. That's, yeah. the, that's the whole point. So yeah, it's, it's good to have pages like ours in the space because I think there's only so many straight up gun pages that folks can follow. I do think that there is an appetite for other things, whether it's what a better way to way is doing, whether it's what radicals calm is doing, whether it's the upcoming ASMR two way TikTok that someone's going to create, you know, yes. there's, there's a space oh, for all I of love it. that. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I was under the impression that Instagram was only gun bunnies and gun manufacturers before I got into this. Um, and it was incredibly disappointing, but that, uh, that, that is what I think most people see as the gun gun community. And, um, I think it's why it's so important to to step outside of that and offer something different. To make good content that people will search for. Yes. And hopefully take heed of. But that's something yeah. completely different. That, that's you know. I, in, a, in a perfect world. So yeah, we, exactly. Jordan has talked a little bit about the genesis of A Better Way 2A. Uh, but I want to know, RC, like what was, what was the sort of... Um, when did all of this, these, these, uh, these different interests coalesce into, into the brand? Um, did you, did you find like this, uh, this kind of like clarity of purpose? Did you find this like focus or are you still kind of just like, uh, muddling, muddling around and trying to like feel around in the dark for, for the next step? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Give me one sec. Cause I'm going to, there's something I'll show on camera. It's not going to go well for the audio but hold on there's i thought somebody was breaking into your room or something well, no, we'll no, describe no. it yeah I'll, I'll tell we'll tell the full story hold on awesome so andrew how are you oh dude i'm great man i'm just Good. chilling I, f I feel like shit there's a uh, mold in the air but uh mold know, I'm just trying to get at it yeah mold mold dust and dander that's what's high in the air right now that's terrible so knock me on my ass. Okay, we're back with RC. Okay, so we're back, so we're back with RC. So we're back. back with RC. Um, so you asked, <laughs> how did this all come about? That was the question. How did? Yes, and and when it came about, was it like you know I see the path, 
it's all clear to me or are you still sort of confused about where you're going next? Got it. Okay. So where I'll start where first like radical is was born and I've been, I'll probably do this on an Instagram live at some point, but I haven't done this anywhere else. So a better way to a podcast is getting the, the exclusive. Ooh, fun. Yeah. So the name itself, and I've kind of alluded to the story, I think on the stoked EDC podcast, shout out Zach. I know that podcast is kind of taking a break or maybe dead, but Zach, you're awesome. I appreciate you. He kind of inspired me Hopefully to do Hopefully Zach's not dead. Yeah, I don't think Zach's dead. Zach, um, if you're in trouble, blink twice. <laughs> Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. Um, anyway. Zach kind of inspired me to do the podcast myself, so that's really cool. But anyway, Radicals Calm, the name came about in like 2017, because uh, I was trying to figure out like a little side thing to do, and I was trying to come up with a cool name, kind of opposites. Um, so I kind of landed on Radicals Calm because they're opposites. Um, also, well, yeah, I'll just say it. it also kind of sounds like Radical Islam, which I think is hilarious. And... <laughs> that was my first thought. I thought that was like the main thing um, going into it when I first saw it. I was like, ooh, cool play on Radical Islam. Yeah, and that's kind of <laughs> also why I adopted it for this project because it's this going to sound so bad. But like it's no, no, the... no, I say it. It's it's like the gun space. So I, I thought like two way people would find that hilarious. Like, oh my god, this guy's riffing on radical. This is Islam. the no judgment zone. Yeah, there you go. Any yeah, any fine. we can make fun of any radical uh, group of people. No, so so when I so okay, just to derail this for a second, just to derail your great story. We haven't derailed um, this at all up until this yeah. point. <laughs> um. So so I did immediately. I was like, oh, sounds like radical Islam. That's funny. And then what I immediately thought of first before terrorists was um this picture this meme uh from because i used to be on i used to go on 4chan sorry guys um this meme that i saw on b uh that was it said radical islam in like the like the fresh prince font from the from the title (laughs) and it was a whole bunch of uh um uh girl uh just like teenage girls with uh i'm gonna be super insensitive it's hijabs right the 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 partial face covering I believe so. Yeah, uh, on skateboards at a in a in a in a pool at an abandoned abandoned house, skating, doing the you know doing the fucking, that's fucking like posing. Badass. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's that's my that for some reason always like that, in the front of my mind. That's what sticks radical. when I think radical Islam is is just radical teenage hijabis. That's awesome. That's <laughs> that la- that that last part might have been insensitive. <laughs> anyway. Um, Oh, is that? Oh no! No, Oopsies. no, you're fine. Is it? Bleep that out! I thought I thought that that's uh, like a word for people. Well, if we bleep it out, jobs. it's gonna sound worse. Eh, we'll oh, leave it. Shit, it's all good. Fuck it. Radical so, beep. <laughs> I'm still learning, you guys. I'm just I'm just a I'm just a 30 year old white dude, 30 something year old white dude. In Texas, for that matter. In Texas, no, don't mean any offense. If that's a bad you. word, I please let me know, and I will never say it again. We're always learning, man. We're yeah. we're learning together. This is a safe place. It's all good. So anyway, yeah, 2017, I was trying to figure out like some sort of side thing to do to make some money because I was unfulfilled at that first job, as Jordan and I were talking about before, uh, before you hopped on, Andrew. So came up with this like opposite sort of name, sound cool. Uh, and I started like, just because I was bored, I started distressing a jacket. And on the back, I put Radical is Calm. So I'm going to show you guys that right now, which no one has seen. So again, it's Sick. The, the breaking exclusive. And oh, nobody's going to continue to see because nobody sees this podcast video. Dude, that is the sickest what? fucking... What? What the fuck? How did you put that on the back there? Did you sew that? 
No, so I kind of created a stencil and then I kind of outlined it with marker. It's pretty low on the back. It could have been better. But anyway, so the reason why I showed okay. that. Okay, guys, what we're, what we're seeing is, is that is that denim? Is that like yeah, authentic? Denim. Like a de- yeah. It's a denim shirt. A light denim with, shirt. With like arcade style font and the... What do you call that? Where it's like the the blocky underlining that go, gets smaller as it goes down. Yeah, kind of like the eighty style that? underlined sort of deal. You guys, this shirt is sick. That's really cool. So I, I like may that bring that back. Thank you. I may bring that back in some form. I I think that would be awesome. Um, my merch sales are low, so that's why I haven't done it yet. I've <laughs> credit card debt. I'm trying to pay off. Um, but anyway, so that's Dude, consumer debt fucking sucks. You're there. Yeah. So that's kind of how Radicals Comp started, and that's actually the same kind of font style that I used for RC, like actual RC, not just like the jacket. Um, yeah. But so how RC in this version, in this form, in this iteration sort of came about was 2020, again, talking about not being fulfilled at work. It was, you know, kind of the height of pandemic. Um, yeah, 2020 was wild, dude. Yeah. I was telling Jordan that well, I still am in sales, so there weren't many sales to be had. So I wasn't making a lot of money, putting a lot of things on my credit cards, so trying to figure out a way to make some side cash. Again, I said, well, again, I, I have sort of that merch background without revealing too much about who I am. Um, I like, I started to get into guns around that time. Um, I always liked messing around in Photoshop. So why not sort of combine all these things together? Because again, there's only two or three two-way brands in the space, so I'm going to kill it anyway, right? Obviously, <laughs> wrong. So really around 2020 is when that all came about. Um, late 2020, I think, is when I started the Instagram, like December 2020. Probably didn't start regularly posting until like January or February of 2021, probably around the same time where I first started to release some merchandise, and I thought, this first drop is going to completely sell out. It didn't. Um, I only sold like two or three yeah, things. Womp womp. Um, and then probably like more sometime in the spring of 2021 is when the Mental Monday post started. And that's when I fully leaned into the mental health aspect of Radicals Calm. Obviously continuing to do merch throughout that time, still doing merch. And then the podcast started no so i did the i did the stoked edc podcast with zach late 2021 and that's what really inspired me or started to get the wheels turning to do a podcast that episode dropped on the stoked edc podcast and then marielli from the mdt method who i've had on my podcast cool uh, physical fitness trainer all about mental health as well women empowerment she's awesome she randomly messaged me after hearing that episode on the Stoked EDC podcast and was like, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? It's like, Whoa. If this random you have person, the voice for it. Thanks. Thanks. Um, if this random person who I haven't really talked to before we follow each other, if she's asking if I would ever do a podcast, that's probably a sign that I should start it. That was kind of the, the impetus of it. I started recording episodes earlier this year. Jordan was episode three. Shout out. I'll, we can link that Super in the show cool. notes. Um, also a great episode. Yeah. Great, great episode. So yeah, I'll podcast link start... to your podcast in our show notes. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, so yeah, the Brad Chats podcast started 
I don't know, February or March of this year, which is 2022. Uh, as we're recording today, we're on like episode 13 or 14. And as Jordan and I were talking about before, beforehand, I need to start recording more episodes because I have through kind of middle of August um, and then I don't have any more guests recorded so yeah as <laughs> as of right now uh we are we are recording this and this is the next episode that's coming out yeah we haven't been in this position since the first podcast episode came out so it's been a it's been a rough month for uh and well both of us it's been busy it's been very busy been, so been real busy yeah it killed do that to you but uh yes that's cool man i um so you got you got involved in the podcast because of a suggestion from somebody else, essentially. Um, what made you want to take your, uh, essentially like when you, before you were, you had a mental health focus on the, on the page. Um, and you decided to make that first mental Monday post, what inspired you to make that the center of radical is calm instead of just like a, a, um, like like a something in the periphery. Again, I think it just goes back to trying to differentiate myself. I was trying to figure out ways to differentiate my content just to not always be flat leg gun pictures. You know, I also only have a limited amount of guns because I was going to say like, oh, you know, once I, once Radical's Calm is profitable, I can use all this extra money to pay off the credit card debt to pay for new firearms, which it hasn't <laughs> at all. <This> is, <laughs> um, so just wanting to kind of get away from some of the gun pictures, which I, I enjoy taking. I just don't have that many cool, like I, I literally have a handgun and an AR. They're not that fancy. They're not that cool, Gucci, tactical as many of the pages I follow. So just trying to find some other content that I could put Man, out there. Gear envy is a bitch. It is. Gear shaming is a bitch. Yeah, so. never, never gear shame. Never gear shame, guys out there. All three of us know that, but I want you guys to know it too. Don't, don't call someone poor for having shitty gear. Unless know. there's an absolute safety violation, like something you see that is that is dangerous, then absolutely call the person out. Because I, the the other okay, so I will safety also doesn't care if, if if you uh, if you have <laughs> yeah. cheap guns and and cheap is not bad, but if you have shitty guns and shitty shitty practices, yeah. Well, and and also if you're one of these guys with a shit ton of money that just buys like an endless uh, amount of 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 cheap and bad stuff, um, you know, not because it's all you can afford, but because you like to buy ten of something instead of one good thing, you know, then then maybe. Not shaming, but probably just some helpful advice would be in order. Help exactly. shaming. Respectfully call someone out in the DMs. Exactly. Respectful exactly. constructive criticism. Yep, what, did, yep. what did the socialists used to say? Call in, don't call out. Is that what they said? I think so. What does that mean? That, mean, that means privately talk to someone instead of blasting them publicly. Oh. Well, I can get on board with that. Call in. Don't no, call of our conservative listeners are going to yeah, call us. They socialist. always called out though. That's that's the whole that's the yeah. whole socialist thing. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. socialists. Well, anyway, you guys. So you, anyway, you yeah. No, I like right. that. <laughs> Sorry, RC. <laughs> You're good. Um, so yeah, the the mental health post was really just a way to differentiate the contact content, not contact. Differentiate the content, and I figured if it hit, I'd lean into it. If it didn't hit, then I'd figure something else out and. Somehow, lo and behold, 
people resonated with it, so I just kept doing it week after week. And then it was after a hunting trip that I went on where I noticed I hadn't posted regularly that somehow this cool grid format had been born on my feed. So I was like, oh shit, how do I do that again? So I started playing around and figured if I do one mental health or mental health Monday post and then a regular post, so two posts a week, it would continue on this sort of grid trend. So it really was born on accident. Homie, I never noticed that, but I'm looking at your feed right now and you're right. That's that's so crazy. That's so cool. And it was literally born out of an accident. I don't I seriously don't know how that happened. I just noticed it after a couple of weeks. It's like, oh shit, I gotta continue this. Um, now, if you delete one of your old posts, it's going to fuck up all the ones after it. Yeah, so I'd, I'd have to, like, delete an even <laughs> amount of posts, right? Um, yes. So, which also helps me out, too, because with just how busy at work I've been this year, only having to do two posts a week really helps me out. Because one of them is already taken care of by Mental Monday, and then I only have to come up with one other post for the week. So, shout out to... Past me for helping present me. <laughs> and yeah, you've been doing a pretty good job of that. I see like you, you do a nice mix of merch promotion and uh, like shouting out to other people and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely positive vibes going on on the radicals com Instagram page for sure. Yeah. That's what I, I love. I love the positive vibes, man. I gotta say there's a lot of, there's a lot of negativity in this, in this space sometimes. Um, even even when it comes from like a pragmatic place, but but I just I you know I love to see the positivity. Yeah, it's hard, right? Because yeah. we can just so so very easily get stuck in our echo echo chamber, right? The government's out to get us. The other side's out to get us. Our guns are going to be taken away. That side hates me. This person hates me. Doesn't understand me, right? It's and if we're only following people like that. It's very easy just to think that everyone thinks that way. So I just try to provide a positive boost to everyone's Instagram feed. A little boost. A little boost. Um, a little boosty boost. <laughs> so, new boost goofing. A little, new boost goofing. A little pat on the boost. <laughs> yeah, man. So I just try to provide a little positive change to the community because I think there's just, as you said, there's a lot of negativity. So we all could use a little positivity. So, yeah. And in that respect, do you, do you feel like, do you feel like you have fun or like, do you feel like this is like a, like a, like a serious mission you're on or, or a little bit of both? I'd say it's a little bit of both. Lately it's felt just because I've been so busy at work. It's it, the page has felt a little a bit more like work just because I haven't had the creative juices as I have previously. But it's part fun, it's part mission, just because, so I guess full transparency too, I feel like the past couple of weeks I've thought about taking a break from the page, just because I've been so bogged down with other things in life, but if they will bog you, they will bog buddy. you, I tell you what, but I think about some of the messages I've received regarding the podcast or regarding Mental Monday, I think about the conversations I've already had recorded. And I think it would be a disservice, especially to the folks that have taken time out of their lives to talk to me on the podcast. I at least need to put those episodes out first before I can even consider a break. But also, I mean, not to say that I'm the only source of mental health that someone may be consuming, but 
I think it's fair to say that I, there's at least a segment of my followers who I'm probably the only mental health person that they follow or mental health page that they follow. That's so, definitely fair to say. Your yeah. page is very unique in its its combination of messages. Uh, you know, it's it's if somebody's come across that, because not everybody's out here following every single gun gunstagram page, right? So it, it is definitely fair to say that that uh, probably some of them have come across you, and that's it. Yeah, right. and I'll so, say you know. No, I was just I was just gonna say, uh, you know, the I don't know how many thousand pages that our page follows, but uh, I would say time and time again, yours is the only one at least consistently talking about it. Um, and, and I think even more so the only one that people expect like that, that when they see a post from medical is calm, it's either going to be something about the merch you're promoting or a mental health Monday post, um, with usually some pretty good discourse in the comments and, um, in the, uh, in the like little caption area. Um, so it's, it's definitely that being said though, I will say as somebody who, has taken a break. Um, if you feel that you should take a break, you should take a break. Um, it is something that, uh, no amount of service to other people will make go away. Um, and, and actually uh, I found makes it worse because you feel almost obligated to do it. Um, because of the positive message messages you're getting back. Cause I'll be honest when somebody sends us a message, like a positive comment, I save it. I screenshot it and I save it to like uh, I favorite it and leave it in my phone album. Cause it means a lot. Like I, we, we love hearing good stuff from people, especially when, you know, we hear things like, uh, you know, this, I'm, I was so happy to find this page. Uh, you know, I, I thought the gun industry or the gun community was this, this, and this, but I'm, I'm really happy that I found you guys. And, and I'm sure you get similar things, uh, with people reaching out to you about mental health and, and just being super positive and super cool. And, um, that kind of stuff makes it worth it when you're in the lulls, I will say, um, you know, like emotionally and, and, and whatnot, but, um, a break is good every now and then. And a lot of times you come back even better than before. Uh, because you feel like uh, reinvigorated almost. It's like sleeping sleeping eight hours when you've only been sleeping four for for as long as you could remember. <laughs> so I think you do a great job and and definitely remember that positivity and that stuff that you get from that 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 uh, reinforcement that you get from people who enjoy what you do. But you got to take care of yourself before right. you can take care of other people. Yeah, exactly. You can't fill someone's cup. When your cup is empty, or however you say that. Uh oh, someone's reading the the Mental Monday post right off the the page. There you go. There you go. That was one of them. I remember that one. Yep, yep. Um, no, that's that a one good was point. from memory, actually. Oh, nice. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I think you know maybe I'll just get through the next two that I've recorded, and then maybe take a break. That could be a a good strategy, but that makes sense. Yeah, we'll see. And you know. I, not that uh, not that it's applicable with with my experience here, but um, in in general in my life, you know, like don't don't be afraid to delegate, you know, or automate uh, if it makes your life easier. You know, I I know that uh, everybody likes uh, a, an Instagram page with a personal touch, but um, you know, sometimes you have to to manage where your where your energy is going. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, I wish I could could just record these episodes and put it up but my ocd well that's i guess probably also insensitive to say because i don't have ocd but ocd ish brain perfectionist brain your your perfectionism yeah yes perfectionism like i want to sit there and edit out certain things 
Um, Let me ask you this, RC. Were you a gifted kid? By gifted, what do you mean? Like, was he gift? given were to you, someone? Were you like, were you like one of those kids where everyone was like, you know, oh, you're so smart, you're gonna do great things. Anything you do is gonna be amazing. I feel like my mom said that to me a lot, but not. It wasn't like. I don't think a majority of people said that. I feel like it was just my mom. Oh, there you go. I, I had this. Uh, so, so I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty. Um, middle of the road guy here um but when i was in like elementary school i got like pulled out of i had like above average grades so i got like pulled out of normal class and then put into like special class with like other like you know high scores or whatever and we got like you know one-on-one instruction and all this like really positive feedback you know just like building us up and uh, all, all of us all of us ended up just not just yeah nothing nothing real Unreal special. Not not to say that I'm I'm like, you know, I do okay. But I, I think that there's this um I don't know, man. I, I feel like a lot of people that are perfectionists to the point of self sabotage started out uh very young as children being told like, you know, you're gonna do like great things, you're gonna do big things later in life. As opposed to people just being like, Hey, good effort. You know? It's a good try. It's good. You put a lot of work into it, and I appreciate that. I can see that actually. That that's pretty crazy. I've never heard it phrased like that before at all. I feel like I'm having a a mind blown moment, but that's true. I feel like just being told that from my mom, I could see how some of those perfectionist tendencies started because you don't want to let someone down because they said, "Oh, you're going to be the best at something, or you're going to be amazing." So now you all like anything less than perfect is now a failure. Yeah, it's like, I don't even want to try because I don't want to disappoint myself and my mom or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Dang. That's crazy. And Yeah, it's tough because it's one of those things that I think about because, you know, I've got a kid now and I always want to be like, you know, amazing, wonderful, you know, every time he does something, but I have to like reel it back and be like, okay, do I do I think I'm doing a good thing here, but maybe I'm like building him up for for like disappointment, disappointment. later? I don't know. I, uh, I, I've been joking around with my daughter like that because she's a month old and she does things and, and my mom will be like, oh my God, she's so smart. I'm like, actually, she barely even notices contrast right now, mom. So how about we don't yeah. necessarily build her <laughs> yeah. up? How about we not? Yeah. How about we not be unrealistic, mom? <laughs> how about, how about we, uh, we, we have some realistic milestones here instead of thinking that she recognizes me or like does anything crazy like that at this point. It's very, but. and it's very difficult, you know, it just, God, this is all the tangents in this podcast. It is very difficult when your kid does something that's this like podcast amazing. is only tangents and cool yeah. guests. <laughs> and so it's like you, you read into it, right? Uh, you think that they've like understood your full sentence of words and is, and is like giving you a response in some secret baby language that only you can understand. No, it's not the no, case. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we, uh, so like I, well, we're getting off topic now. I apologize, but, um, last tangent, last tangent, yes, then come back. last one, last one. I, um, I, I, I think talking about toxic masculinity and, and people not talking about their feelings and shit like this, uh, I realized this is a bigger thing than, than people let on to be because men don't talk about this. Um, but I had a problem connecting with, with my, my kid when she was born. Um, right off the bat, like it was like, I was more worried about my wife than I was her. And, you know, everything that I did from changing the diaper to feeding the baby and stuff like that was really just to help my wife, not for the baby. 
because I felt more connection to my wife than I did to her. Yeah, baby. that's totally normal. A lot of yeah. parents go through that. But nobody talks about that. Everyone talks about how it's the greatest thing ever, how it's like your life changes immediately and you're oh, absolutely you're, in love. Because if you, and, don't, if you don't gush about your kid, then if you're, you're a bad not like, positivity constantly, then you're a piece of shit. You're like, oh, yeah. oh you're a bad oh, yeah. parent. Why do you hate to, your kid? I said this to people at work the other day, and the, the response from them was exactly the reason you don't talk about this in public with people. And that's But that's also why people don't talk about it. And that's why people think that have they have unrealistic expectations. I thought something was wrong with me. And then my wife... Point, everyone was like, "Don't tell your wife about that." I'm like, my, "My my wife was the one who pointed out these articles to me, showing me that it's normal." Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, your wife's such an asshole, <laughs> or, or a, she has a bad. You have a bad oh, relationship yeah. with her, but I um, we had a we had a difficult birth, and um, every time we talk, tried to talk about it to somebody, they'd be like, "Well, at least your at least your son is born and is healthy, and everybody survived." It's like, yes, dismisses of course, it completely. But like, also, it was hard and traumatic, and I want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, uh, you know, talking about realistic expectations, all my friends were like, you know, it, it really changed for me when my daughter grabbed my hand for the first time. I'm like, you realize that's just the moral reflex. And she's doing that out of yeah. like obligation. <laughs> yeah. Like her, she's not choosing to do that. She doesn't even know what she's doing. It's she doesn't know who you anything are. Anything that touches her all. hand, they grasp. It's like a Venus flytrap. <laughs> anyway. RC, what do you think about kids? I love her now. Just, just to point that out there, I'm not oh, a complete of course, piece of shit. Of course, jeez, of course. guys, who do you think I am? Nobody, nobody, nobody in their right mind would doubt that. Maybe some people, but are you asking me just like kids in general having kids? Yeah, just what you, just the the whole the whole the whole enchilada, man. Just radical is radical is calm on kids. Radical is kids. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like, um, is that something that uh, I, I know that you're anonymous here, so so it's probably. Uh, strange to talk about, but but um, having kids in such a strange uh, time historically, um, like how, how do you feel about that? I think about that a lot because I think I'm closer to that stage of life than I'm not, right? So, but I think about that a lot just with everything going on in the world, what the next few years could look like. Is that, you know, it makes me think about is that the right decision for me in my life? Is it? I don't know. I'll have to cross that bridge when I get there. But, you know, is, I guess, to get back on the Doomer train, like, climate shit, world's kind of shit. Like, do you want to bring a kid into that world? <laughs> um, I'd like to, you know no, what I mean? Like, I, I totally get that because, you know, we, my, my wife and I kind of wrestled with this privately and with each other um, before having a kid. Um, and, you know, and that we, what we came to is that it's like, there's never going to be a great time. There's never going to be a perfect time to have a kid. I don't think there's ever even going to be a great time to have a kid. And yet if nobody has kids, then, you know, like there's a lot of reasons to live, right? You don't need to live just yeah. to have kids. But, um, I think that, I think that if you can, um, you know, you have to just accept that, uh, the world's always going to be crazy and there's always going to be history in the making. Um, you know, countries fall apart. The world might fall apart, but, uh, you know, but how many uh, times has, gotta... have people thought that also? Yeah. You, know, right. you look back, you exactly. Know, Trump, you know, saying like, make America a great, great again. Uh, when was the world ever great? Like when was yeah. there ever a great time to have kids? There's never been a great time to have kids. There's always some shit going on, whether it's natural or human created or, you know, 
and I, I think finding personal reasons not to have kids is fine. But I, but I, I kind of had decided that it's, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a cop out for me personally to be like, Oh, what's crazy. I see that perspective. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll just cross that bridge when I get there. I used to just say I didn't yeah. want kids because there was too much traffic. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> like, I don't want to add to it. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any cop out personally, but I respect your opinion, Andrew, because I respect you as a person. Yeah. There you go. Everyone's choices you know, are wrong. I, I, I will say the only people, the only people whose opinions I don't respect are uh, Malthusian overpopulation uh, panickers. Who is that? Is that like Elon That's... Musk and his dad who are just having kids left and right? Oh, he just. Oh, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Andrew, what just happened? I have no idea, dude. You just you just went no, and then completely disintegrated. <laughs> my my browser just like crashed, man. Oh my god. That's all right, but but I I refreshed and I'm back. Okay, so no, it's like the opposite of of Elon Musk's dad, who has uh, as many babies as he want with wants with whoever he wants. It's like someone who's like, it's like Thanos, right? Like if you have kids, then you're part of the problem, and you should be murdered for it, or something like that, you know? Or like like there's not enough kids, there's not that. enough resources on this planet to support life, and so it's irresponsible to have more children. Got you know? It. Okay, that makes That's sense. That's like Malthusian. Because uh, Tommy Malthus is the is the guy that came up with this idea that like we're gonna run out of resources. Well, it's, even if you have like, I think there's a difference between having kids and you know, uh, like John Kate plus eight type thing. You know, if you have one kid, you know, you're still you're still decreasing the population technically. Sure, but but the point the point is that I missed the point. I'm sorry. If no, it's okay. It even all right. I'm regardless sorry, of, Regardless of how many kids you have, um, some fucking dude in the 1800s was not equipped to do the math to figure out whether or not this earth can sustain the amount of, of, of population that we have now. And Correct. smarter people than him have done the math and are like, hey, there's more than enough resources for everybody on this planet and then some. We cannot calculate. We cannot possibly hope to calculate the number of human beings that this planet can support. However... That's why the rich are going to Mars. There's right, but there's there's a problem of moving resources from place to place ethically, right? Yes. Um, you know, and also you know, climate change is a big problem. But whether you believe it's <laughs> anthropogenic or not, climate change is a problem. Um, but resources are not a problem. Um, and people, I always find that people who panic about overpopulation eventually kind of dovetail into like eugenics and, and like ethno nationalism. That is a slippery slope. Yeah. RC, this is, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad we got the important stuff out of the way. What, uh, that actually had to do with you and, and why you're here and, and what your page is about. Um, because, uh, so I, sorry. I believe our baby so talk sorry, has completely hijacked this this conversation. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so we were talking about having fun or taking yourself seriously. Um, RC was saying it's starting to feel a little bit like work, but um, he's getting a lot of positive feedback, and so it's it's yeah. it's hard to separate. And you're talking about possibly taking a break after you release your next few episodes. Potentially, we'll see how I feel after I release the next two episodes. 
Yeah. I think this is yeah. a really good uh like um test test of uh you know uh being being um analytical and and introspective and and seeing what is going to serve you best, man. Um, cause, cause like you were saying, you know, the positive messages really go a long way, but, um, at what point are you, are you no longer able to provide the, the service, uh, at the quality that the people who listen to you expect and that you want to provide? Yeah. And I think part of it too, is just like with the podcast, it takes me a while to edit, right? Like I, I timed myself the other day and for a minute of audio, it took me three minutes to edit. Oh yeah, that's 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 pretty rough. Yeah. So that's tough, man. Yeah, do you, and I do think you part, find that yours that run long sense. too? That makes sense. They're between I, the original recordings are typically between an hour to an hour and a half. After editing, it's probably closer to like an hour ish. Um, so, and kind of like my editing philosophy is, I remember I heard this podcast once from a former NPR host. And he said, the reason why people on NPR sound so good is because those interviews are heavily edited. Like you never hear ums, you never hear awkward pauses. I didn't realize that NPR was edited. I thought it was like a do live they, interview. Do they edit out their ums? Like their filler words? Oh man, that's intense, dude. Somebody, somebody. There's no way I could do that. So that's what I do. That must that, be somebody, one person's job. Like, oh. all right, send it to the um pass. Exactly, the unpass, exactly. So that's why my episodes take so long is because I try my best to where I can because some, especially with the way I talk, right? Like I, I kind of bleed words into one another, which I need to be better about. But I try to edit out if there's, if someone speaks with a lot of ums, if they say right a lot, if they say like a lot, I try to edit uh, those geez, out. I feel like this is a personal attack. No, <laughs> but and, he's coming after me. Y'all heard it. And I feel bad because I haven't mentioned breathing into the microphone yet. But <sighs> <laughs> I mean, that's also why my episodes come out every other week is because it takes me so long to edit. Like I can't do an, an every week episode just because it, and I, again, I could just throw out the raw version, right? Fuck it. We'll do it live. But I feel like I've just been on this train for so long that I got to keep doing it. Yeah, you know, and it's tough, you know, and we have the advantage of uh, our f our first few episodes were, were a little rough, so we really set the tone, and, and uh, you know, it's only only goes up from there, uh, whereas once you, like, come out of the gate with this, like, highly polished presentation, it would feel weird, right, for you to sort of, like, backtrack into, like, a more raw territory. You'd almost have to set up, like, a, like a secondary uh, podcast brand to get into something like that. Yeah, exactly. Radical is raw. The Radical raw, is raw. <laughs> the raw unedited Unedited version. chats with Radical is calm. Exactly. The raw chats podcast. The raw, raw chats podcast. Uh, yeah, you might be onto something there. If, yeah. if you ever need to get some content out there without spending too much time on it. I don't know. But that's, it's all that balance, right? You know, I mean, it's it's where a better way to a also is every other week. Uh, Jordan does all the editing. Um, and it definitely is, um, I don't want to say we're, we try not to be like too, like, you know, picking it apart because, um, you know, we're all short on time, you know, we're busy guys. Um, but even then it's like, sometimes it's just like with this last episode, the, it, all of a sudden it's like 
Thursday. The day before. Yeah. And we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> we haven't even listened to the raw version of it once. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, because we upload all of our stuff to, to Google, um, the cloud and, and whatnot. Um, not our nudes. Just just uh, just the just the Yeah, we share those podcast. on Signal. Yeah, exactly. Signals signals secure. Um but uh yeah, I'm, usually I'll send out the the pretty much unedited uh podcast with just like some equalizing and stuff like that to Andrew so you can listen to it and you know come back with feedback and stuff a couple days beforehand. And I think I sent that like twenty minutes before I actually uploaded the actual episode. <laughs> yeah. So it was at like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> I was like, sorry about but, that. I know you're not listening to this tonight. There's always this process. We're always going back and forth like, oh, man, I'm sorry. It's been a crazy week. I'm sorry I haven't gotten to this. And then the other one, whichever one of us, you know, the other one's like, hey, don't worry about it, man. Don't stress out. You know, yeah, just no worries to, at all. This is a low pressure situation. I think you have a, uh, and it's, you were talking about your, your OCD slash perfectionist mentality earlier. Um, I think you are a like just from having conversations with you and, and whatnot and the fact that you edit out ums and likes and things like that um i know it's got to be tough for you to feel like an episode is ready and the amount of work that it goes into doing stuff like that um and but i also think that's why your your content's so good um there there are times it's so clean it is it's very consistent and um you know, that's, that's something we've struggled with because, you know, we're kind of all over the place, but, um, I think when you're talking about the stuff that you're talking about, I think it's really beneficial to yeah, be consistent be, like that. Gotta be consistent. Um, is there, is there a question here or are we just being like, good job, RC? I guess I'm just shamelessly patting him on the back. Do you, just what a, do you think about that? RC stroke sesh. <laughs> How does oh, that make shit. you feel? Makes me feel great. Um, no, it, it, it's nice to hear. I, I'm someone who, it's hard for me to take a compliment anyway, naturally. So I appreciate oh, it. Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, there you go. There's, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> oh, there, I, I know you're he struggling with a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Yep. I know Jordan, you have uh, work and- here in a sec. So what, what other questions did you want to get to before then? I uh, well, I appreciate you remembering that because I'm I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot. That's all good. Um, I have so we have a couple things. Um, oh, okay. Two questions sent in by some followers. Oh, the viewers, yeah. Yes, yes. The viewers at home, viewers like you, make this podcast possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, not necessarily mental health related, but um, they're also just kind of general questions for somebody who's into firearms. So. Figured it'd be cool to ask. Um, first one, I think you actually asked me, uh, nine mil or forty-five, and uh, Cartech forty-five asked that question. Nine mil. You like like the, it's so uh, easy. It's such an easy yeah. question to answer. I would I would agree. Sorry, but forty-five guys. Sorry. Yeah, they're not sorry, forty guys. <laughs> um, and actually, to bridge off of that, that makes well. Let me just ask the question. Um, I don't know what kind of handgun you have, but this uh, follower asks, is the 1911 more of a toy nowadays, or can it still work as a tool? I guess with it being so antiquated. Um, Redwood Queer asked that. So, Love that name. Yeah, very interesting name. Um, 
technique. But yeah, um, this will probably tell my age a little bit, but I think it's more of a toy. It's a cool toy. Like I think there's a lot of yeah. history with it, right? But it's kind of like the M1A. Like I'm not gonna carry a 1911 during my normal day. I want a 2011, real bad. Staccatos, Athenas, all very beautiful, yeah. beautiful, expensive handguns. Um, but personally, I feel like I'm at least where I'm at with my life. I don't see myself buying too many toys. I I definitely want to upgrade my handgun, but I. I would have to have a lot of extra money for me to want to buy a 1911. I really want a 2011, though. So I'm buying a 2011 first. So that might be a compromise. Yeah. I will say, just to add to to that. Nobody um, asked you, Andrew. Okay, I'll shut up. No, no, no. Please, please. I'm so sorry. Please answer. No, uh, there's definitely, if there's a a place that's like, um, that bans magazines above 10 rounds, then it it might make sense to carry something like a 1911 instead of a, uh, like a double stack that's capped at 10 rounds. Just saying. Yeah, that could be, that could be true. It's a highly specific situation that ideally should not exist. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. There are, there are. you do realize I live in California, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. I didn't want to say where you lived because I didn't know if we were giving. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, people. If you if you, yeah. if you order from what a surprise. Yeah. If no, you order I, from I RC, did know that, but yeah. But but I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like, hey, RC, you know, I don't. I don't want to like pin you down too much. That's no, all good. <laughs> people see where it ships from if they order anyway. So yeah, that's a good point. Fair. I mean, sure. I forgot that when we first started this, it was uh, my return address was my home address, and I was like, "That's a noob move." Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah, um, I had my cell phone number on for a little bit, and it realized it was on there. I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta take that off." <laughs> nice. Yeah, we just got a Google Voice number finally. Um, not that it's shared anywhere, but in case somebody finds it, it it's a official, a better way to a customer service hotline where you will just get me. Hopefully between the hours of nine and five Eastern Standard Time. Otherwise, I will maybe just be sleeping. Um, but before we go, we have a question to ask you that we ask all of our guests, and it could be about anything. It doesn't have to be firearm related. Doesn't have to be mental health related. But if you had a piece of advice to give the listeners uh, about anything to make their lives better, easier, happier, more fulfilled, what would it be? Go to therapy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but also go to therapy. Um, <laughs> I just feel like I had to say that. Um, let's think That's about that right there. there. Yeah. To make their lives better. Um, honestly, and I, I feel like I hope this isn't a cop out answer just because I talk about it so much on my show with people. But honestly, like talk to the other side whatever other side for you that may be, right? If you're left-leaning, talk to someone on the right. If you're right-leaning, talk to someone on the left. Because I truly, and I think running RC has kind of really helped me realize this, right? We've talked, actually, Jordan and I, on, on our episode, that obviously growing up in California, naturally growing up a bit more left-leaning, but you know, as you grow older, I think it's important to open your mind and be open to different viewpoints. And I feel like my stances on certain things have changed, others have not, whatever. But I think just having this page has really opened me up to the fact that, again, there are people in the two-way space that 
that's fine if they're right-leaning, but we have a lot in common. There are people who are right-leaning who are open to mental health. There are people who are right-leaning that I share similar values with. You know, I would say I'm probably more center than I am left now, but there's a lot of cool people in this world. And if you're just going to shut yourself off and say, you know, I'm only going to talk to people who look, think, sound like me, I think you're really robbing yourself of a fulfilling life, right? To talk, to tie it back into this fulfillment thing that we've been talking about since like the start of recording. There's some cool people out there. Like, why not put yourself out there and talk to them, right? I mean, you don't have to agree with everything that that person believes in. And I don't think the point of the conversation is to convince the other side or the other person to your viewpoint, right? Because then you get into a pretty negative space, right? You're not open to just talking to someone, but talk to other people, open yourself up, right? Like that's actually, well, why not? Man? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? So that's so wholesome. That's so true too. I yeah. Like, you yeah. Know. Talk, you to that. The, talk to the other side in a civil, I think actually Jordan, I think that's what you said, right? Having opening yourself up to, to civil discourse and not just fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I, uh, that's definitely something I harp on uh, constantly, probably too much sometimes, but um, you have to be open to people with different ideas and, and assuming best intent goes a long way. Because, like, two reasons, right? Like, doesn't it make sense to make progress with people where you agree as opposed to just uh, fighting them on the things that y'all disagree on? And then, like, number two, you'll never have, like, resolution if you're, like, angry about something, but you only ever have your, like, viewpoint on it, right? You know, you'll never you'll never either realize you were wrong or convince someone else, um, you know, to apologize. Or, or at least to, like, understand what you're going through, right? By, like, never talking to somebody, you know, who, who's, like, a part of that problem for you. I agree. Neat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't know how to. Try. I, like. Yeah, I just completely no, no, agree. No, like. No, I that's... fully, wholeheartedly agree with that. That's awesome. Hell yeah, man. Cool. RC, um, we like your message. We like your brand. Yeah. We also like you as a person. Um, this has been very cool. Uh, having this. It's not a rad chat, but it was a rad chat. Exactly. No, I appreciate nice. it. I, I'm stoked to. Have- to have come on and to meet you, Andrew, because we haven't met before or talked before, unless you're impersonating oh, yeah, Jordan on on Instagram. No, 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 no. I have Not my yet. own. Uh, I have my own profile. That's my actual real name. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, gotcha. because that's just how I roll on the internet. There you go. He's like, find me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There's pictures of my backyard on my on my page with my real name. And his I thought you were gonna say your back. Yes, his back. <laughs> well, now. Now there will be. I've been called out. <laughs> awesome. Now you ever see me at the beach and you're like, I know that back. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you should get checked. That mole there it wasn't there on Tuesday. Anyway. Weird lump on your back. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to end on that note. Uh, RC, it was awesome having you on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh, this was fun. This was, this was, this, yeah. Super cool. Guys. Always fun. And uh, we will, we'll have to have you on again sometime. Definitely, because yeah, sure. there, I think there are a bunch of things that we haven't been able to talk about just for the sake of time. Um, but uh, I hope you enjoy your day and Thanks, keep doing 
your thing. Jordan, have fun at work. I will. I will. Both um, of you, check out any weird lumps. Yes. I can do that. Awesome. And uh, talk to someone you disagree with. Make that your mission this week. Boom. And go to therapy. Yes. And go to therapy. Yes. Awesome. Well, it is. that'll be all from us. Better way to a Bye. Andrew, Bye. Jordan, and RC. But not forever. Not forever. Just for now. Bye.